It's the most wonderful time of the year, Christmas. And what better way to get into the holiday spirit than with a Minky Couture blanket? Whether you're gathered around the tree with loved ones, roasting marshmallows by the fire, or just looking for a cozy way to stay warm on a chilly night, Minky blankets are the perfect addition to your Christmas festivities. With a wide range of festive designs and colors, you can find the perfect blanket to match your holiday decor or gift to your loved ones. So this Christmas, make your holiday even cozier with a Minky Couture blanket. Head to MinkyCouture.com now and find your perfect blanket, just in time for the holiday. Happy Holidays from Minky Couture. It's the most wonderful time of the year, Christmas. And what better way to get into the holiday spirit than with a Minky Couture blanket? Whether you're gathered around the tree with loved ones, roasting marshmallows by the fire, or just looking for a cozy way to stay warm on a chilly night, Minky blankets are the perfect addition to your Christmas festivities. With a wide range of festive designs and colors, you can find the perfect blanket to match your holiday decor or gift to your loved ones. So this Christmas, make your holiday even cozier with a Minky Couture blanket. Head to MinkyCouture.com now and find your perfect blanket, just in time for the holiday. Happy Holidays from Minky Couture. ITV's superior crime drama, Broadchurch, reaches its conclusion on Monday. In this special podcast, Luke chats to Australian actress Simone McCauley about her role as Becca Fisher. Luke discovers how Simone got the part, as well as the many ideas that she had that were sadly turned down by the director. The Custard TV podcast, I have a very special guest with me, uh, Simone McCauley, one of the stars of ITV's massive drama series, Broadchurch. Good morning, Simone. Good morning to you. I believe it was your birthday recently, wasn't oh, it? Oh, yeah, it was my birthday on um, Sunday, so I'll be expecting your present any time now. It's coming. I'm really looking forward to that. I hope you like wrapping paper, because <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> it was beautiful. I had a very, very gorgeous day. The sun came out in London, and um, I was surrounded by lovely friends, so that was, that was all good. The sun came out in London for your birthday. It did, it did. I think it's got a thing for Australians. I don't know. Well, congratulations, first of all, in being in one of the best TV dramas for a long time. How have the public responded to you? Have you noticed a difference that they've been coming up to you and going, you're, you're the lady at a broadchurch? Has that happened yet? Well, well, it's sort of not not so boldly. I mean, people... I think the tube is the, is the place where people get a, a kind of closer look and they go, it's that thing where people stare at you for a little bit longer and, and than usual and they, they're kind of thinking, did I go to school with you? You know, that, like, were you my ex-boyfriend's, ex-girlfriend's sister kind of thing? Um, but no one has directly come up to me and said, I can't believe you slept with him, you know, or... Um, <laughs> Had it got me, or, or in that sort of way, which is quite a relief. And um, Becca's done some unscrupulous things. Yeah. And I don't get to use the term unscrupulous very often, so thank you for you that. You enjoyed that, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I don't know if I pulled it off. I'll have to edit it together I when think, I'm finished talking. Yeah, to you. I think you gave it yeah. a little too much. I think you need to. Oh God. Okay. I'll, I'll save it up for next year then. <laughs> Hopefully, someone else will do something unscrupulous, and I'll be able to talk to them about it. But somehow I quite like her, even though she's she's come between uh, Mark and and his wife. I sort of still like her. Was it hard for you to make her this sort of likable character, or was that not 
important in a way. Well, yeah, it's it's a tricky one because, um, you know, I think human beings have a natural instinct to want to be liked, and I think as an actor, you have to do away with that um, that instinct fairly quickly if you're getting a character like Becker who has done unscrupulous things. Um, she she just needs to do rock and roll, and then because she's got the sex and drugs down. That's right. Just yeah. needs to have a bit of rock and roll left. I tried to get actually. I tried to get it into the script that she did that she had a, a Lady Gaga impersonation night at the Traders, and they didn't go for it. It was really weird. Um, I I was surprised that they didn't. Uh, maybe it wasn't chiming mm. with the theme of the show very well, but um, I did have a go. I did. <laughs> Bad romance would have been quite apt. <laughs> Absolutely. You could have done that. No. At the end of the day, you know, you're representing, a, you know, a sort of a slice of, of life. It might not be the choices that you would have made yourself, but people make these choices. We all make mistakes and you just have to be, you know, you have to be true to that and honour that. And, I mean, luckily for me with Becca, there, there is a sense of her being, it's a tricky one because she's almost unapologetic in that, um, you know, she's quite brassy, but... Really, she does. She, she does regret deeply, you know, what she's done, and so she isn't actually ruthless. There is a, you know, she's just. I think she's just a lonely person who made mistakes, and that's the way that I looked at it as as an actor. It, mm. I can completely justify that. She was unhappy. He was unhappy. It happens, you know. People do things that um, they regret. We've been talking for about five minutes, and I'm very impressed that you've stayed in character as this Australian actress. <laughs> you've done it. You've done it quite well. Did the script say Australian uh, hotelier or foreign hotelier? How how did you get the part specifically? Do you think? Well, yeah, the, it was actually they wrote her Australian. So um, I was back in Sydney. I mean, I come back and forth a bit, but I was in Sydney at the time, and it came to my agent and. I just jumped on it because I have a big love affair with England and particularly the Southwest. I, my first boyfriend was Cornish, so I was in like living in Cornwall at the age of 18. So I have this real affinity with the area and I was just like, oh my God, I have to do this part. And so I tested, I put a, a test down in, in Sydney, a self-tape um, and sent it over and they, they dug it. So I was really lucky because... Um, I just it's just one of those things. I think there's there's luck and a bit of hard work involved, but um she was Australian. They wrote her Australian. Yeah. So you were destined to get it really. <laughs> destined to get it. There can't be that many Australian actresses, surely. Oh, I no, there's thought. only a couple of us. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> how did you uh, how did you find working on your first British television drama? Was there that many differences? For you personally, um, not really. I think there's a similar work ethic, and I think there's a similar kind of camaraderie and sort of, um, I suppose, lack of hierarchy. You know, when when you when you work, say, with Americans, there's a there's a sort of different structure that you work within. Um, Australians and 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 the British tend to well in my experience this is my first time working here in England but um yeah there was a very beautiful kind of um relaxed vibe on set there was no hierarchy if you know what I mean and I really love working in that environment um there was 
a great vibe. So no, I don't. I don't think really. There's a great. I mean, I think one of the differences is that, I mean, the story itself um, had been so heart wrenchingly written and paid attention to by Chris and then produced by everyone involved. And it was just mm. a massive love project for everyone. And you don't get that often. It, you know, it, it's quite rare. And I think that's probably why it's been such a hit because there's this huge beating heart within it. And that comes from the kind of root of it, which is the writer. And, and there are just very few projects anywhere, I think, that, that have that that um that kind of energy within them from the start so that was an absolute gift and i've asked everyone this how was it not knowing yourself the end result and not seeing that final script how was it playing a character that you didn't quite know could have done this awful thing what challenges did that throw up for you oh i loved it for me that was um yeah no no challenge i was just excited and uh, i i think yeah, I mean, probably like most people say, it it keeps you from making choices that <laughs> might might fall on the uh, side of the obvious. So that that's kind mm. of that's again a kind of a gift because you can't make you can't make choices that um, are going to incriminate yourself, so to speak. It's mm. yeah. So I think for me. Um, it really kept me on my toes. It kept it alive. It kept the character present. I was dealing with what was in front of me. I was reacting. So it's almost safer in a it's, way for you not yeah, to know. Absolutely. I think so. I mean, I, you know, we all like to think that we craft our performance if we did know and that we wouldn't get heavy handed or, you know, long, mm. long lingering looks into <laughs> <laughs> rubbing your hands, well, to, rubbing your hands together. Yeah, like, holding the knife for that little bit too long, um, stroking a black cat. That sort of thing. <laughs> no one's done that yet. I'm very disappointed. I tried to get a black cat. Um, when, when there was the scene, they did the reconstruction scene where we were all walking down the street in the, in the town, the main street at night, reconstructing the night of the murder. And Becca's, as usual, standing there alone next to her hotel and, I said to the director, I really want a black cat um, and I want one of those 1940s cigarette holders as well. <laughs> I want to be dressed as Lady Gaga and I want to have a black cat. I know. And again, they didn't go for it. I don't know what's wrong with It's you. so weird you weren't in episode seven. It's so weird. I think they were sick of you by that. This girl's got a load of demands that we just... <laughs> She's... Yeah, she's got way too many ideas. Let's get rid of her. In fairness, if Pauline Quirk can have her own dog, I don't see why you can't have a black cat. Well, thanks. I mean, you know. It's too late now. We can't do anything about it. I'm going to have to let that go. I know. She just had to get through it (laughs) the best she can. (laughs) (laughs) I really wish that would have made my day if you'd have had that. But all the questions would have been cat-related, though, if you'd have had that. So that would have been a bit awkward. Yeah, it it probably would have pulled a bit of focus. But, um... I also love the 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 way you sort of or Becca turns down Di Hardy and that scene where he very awkwardly asks, "Would you like to relax with me?" <laughs> Which of course every man has said once or twice in his life. <laughs> and you 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 say you'll probably collapse on me. <laughs> Which I think I'm going to use in everyday life now. <laughs> yeah. How does she view him? Oh, um, 
Well, that, I think that's actually quite a genuine. I mean, because she she was the one that found him collapsed, and she's the only one at that point that knows about his illness. And um, I think combined with the fact that she's made enough mistakes, like sort of with Mark, and you know that she's probably a bit wary. I think under normal circumstances she'd probably go for it, but um, yeah, the fact that she's she's got she's kind of got a tail between her legs and also she's concerned for his health because she, she found him passed out on the floor um, yeah. and stayed with him in hospital that whole night whilst he sort of recovered. So That's what I mean, you see. She's a, de- she's a decent person. It's easy to point the finger and say, you know, she came between these two people at their most vulnerable time. But actually, because has she sort of stepped away from Mark now? Well, she did, and that's the thing. You know, she... She, you know, she was the one that said to him, "No, we can't, um, we can't keep going." I think he was so he was reeling so kind of terribly from what had happened that he even put it out to her again, you know, "Let's keep going," and she says no, and um, she is a good person and she does want to do the right thing. I, I like the fact that she's a bit reckless. Um, it just so happened to come at the wrong time, and. Um, it's it's very easy to point the finger, and I think it's interesting because it's always pointed at the woman. <laughs> and my <laughs> and my my take on that is he was there too, you know. Um, mm. He was there. It takes two to tango, and um, it takes two to collapse on a It person. takes two to collapse on <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, you've worked on Home and Away, which of course is a is a institution, and that's of course filmed. It's very sunny and very seaside. Was it very different filming in a British seaside? <laughs> um, yeah, we weren't jumping in for swims at lunchtime. No. Um, yeah, I mean, God, it's so different. That, the coastline down there is magnificent. Um, I mean, obviously, we have the weather in Oz, and sadly, you can't really compete with that. But in terms of landscape, it's just magnificent. I, as I said, I've got... a great love for that uh, the southwest and and where we're filming i mean you know you, you can't beat it and i'm not surprised they chose to film there um back yeah. home yeah we we have a lot of blue sky and sunshine but um, yeah. i mean there's beauty everywhere i i've always found england incredibly beautiful as a country i think it's underestimated in that way um everyone tends to think of it as a place where um you know you you drink and sit by the fire but they're are other things to do. <laughs> yeah, you, sometimes you can stand by the fire as well. <laughs> yeah, if the pub's really crowded, you can... Yeah. Sometimes kneel if you're feeling really reckless. <laughs> How aware were you of David David and Olivia's previous work? And were you, was there any sort of starstruckness that went on, or, or not really for you? Not really, no. I mean, I think... Um, I, luckily, I don't really suffer from that. I, the no. things my parents sort of taught me when, you know, growing up, they they just everyone's equal, and I I'm really lucky because I do genuinely believe that, and I don't really care who you are or what you've done. I will meet you as you are, and and take you head to this interview. Thank you very much. <laughs> by <the way>. <laughs> <laughs> You're Luke from the custard. I know. I know. Well, yeah, but that brings up its own problems sometimes so that that that's good that you uh yeah no, i mean you... i think we, we we probably knew more of david in in australia than olivia but i mean they're both in, 
amazing actors and lovely people and I was I was very pleased to be doing a job with them obviously it was a, it was I mean but working with everyone on on the show was amazing I yeah great cast great crew so where do you go next where do, where, where where can we see you next Oh, stay tuned. I'm, um, I went home for the summer, so we finished um, filming in December and I went back to Oz. Um, I've been here back in, in England, back in London for about a month, so I've just sort of started to get, um, you know, get myself into gear here again. Um, mm. I am very lucky because I have got, I've got an Irish passport and an Australian, so I do can, you know, I can sort of go between go between a bit so it really depends on what crops up and where it is and I'll just um, be on a plane and I'll be there. How popular are British shows in Australia? I know a lot of them are shown but is is there a general feel for the quality? Or, oh yeah they love them. What, yeah they? they totally love them. I mean my, the first thing I did was um, when I got this job I called my mum and I said hey mum I got this amazing job in England and they made spooks and she was like oh my god they made spooks. <laughs> Um, my mum is crazy for crime shows, so that was <laughs> that was quite a coup. But um, they they ch- you know they love them, and, and we love a good British drama. Um, I, I'd say I'd say they get a little less press than the American ones because, well, the Americans just tend to really go for it, and the commercial networks would probably promote their American shows a little more. Um, mm. But actually, you know, the British dramas we. We, we absolutely love. So they'll probably see Broadchurch at some time. Oh, they'd have imagine. to, yeah. I... That was probably in your contract, wasn't it, <laughs> that it must be shown? Yeah, because uh, my mum said... <laughs> perhaps, in, perhaps in the ads you could have the black cat. <laughs> and just... just... <laughs> I'm just going to do a whole series of publicity um, shots with a black cat yeah. and, you know, kind of Marlene Dietrich style with... Um, my cigarette holder, and I'm just gonna like plaster them around town. If, if you were, if you were very clever, instead of calling it Broadchurch down under, they could just call it Becca Fisher. <laughs> instead, just just merge the two words together. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a fantastic idea. <laughs> <laughs> it, won't, it won't make any sense to the rest of the contact, but I, I think it'll you know it'll do you some good. <laughs> Hey, you know what? You got some, you got some publicity nows going on there. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. I'm absolutely obsessed with this program. I really am. And like, you, how, how has it been? Because you know, you must know, don't you? How it ends? How has it been keeping that secret and keeping those things under wraps? Are you not desperate to sort of? I think I said to Joe before, have sort of broad church Tourette's and just blurt it out when you go into a cafe. Oh God, it's it's actually terrifying it really is mm. and i i cuz i can tend to um <laughs> just sort of be a little unfiltered and um <laughs> and i have been terrified at times because you can you could drop anything at any moment you know you could mm. drop the the gender the this the that of the you know and yeah i i guess i try and just not talk about it <laughs> <laughs> It must be quite difficult it is. doing interviews about Broad and going, I can't say anything I'm, about it at all. I'm, I'm happy to do an interview, but I won't talk about the show. <laughs> yeah, no, so it, it's mostly with friends because they're the ones that really pressure you. And 
obviously they're all watching it and they I've had some I've had some big time pressure from people like I mean mm. you know, I will pay you money I will you know <laughs> yeah luckily I haven't let anything slip accidentally so yeah. and none of your animals have gone missing in mysterious um, no the, the black cat's still here with me okay. on the couch okay. yeah I wondered why you turned the webcam off. <laughs> I know the the black cat doesn't do publicity. <laughs> She's very yeah. She keeps herself. aloof. She's very private. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, thank you so much for your time. Broadchurch finishes on Monday at nine o'clock on ITV. Do you watch it as well? That was my final question. Do Do you watch yourself? Do you have any? problems with watching yourself on screen um no i i because i've never seen it so i'm i mean i'm watching oh it's really good you should watch it. <laughs> what's the show called again what is... becca fisher <laughs> that sounds awesome um... <laughs> it is it's a bit becca fisher centric but it's you know <laughs> yeah i'm definitely tuning in no i do watch the show and um my my housemate who was um our glorious makeup designer on the show as well. So um, she's got a vested interest in in mm. watching it too. So we, yeah, we, we, we've had a few get-togethers as well with various um, people who are involved. It's really lovely because obviously, yeah, we're all kind of watching it unfold. And even though we know who it is, um, it doesn't, mm. yeah, it doesn't take away from the fact that we're kind of seeing it pieced together for the first time. It's, it's, um, it's good. Not only do you know who it is, you know who it isn't. Mm-hmm. Which is, also, I don't know who it isn't at this point. I'm so you know more than me. Stop asking me questions. I'm gonna. So, how did they find it? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> just hoping that Tourette's might rear its ugly head at some no, point. No, I just started panicking. It's been a pleasure, Simone. Thank you ever so much. That's my pleasure. Broadchurch concludes Monday at 9 p.m. on ITV. The DVD will be available from Acorn Media on Monday, the 20th of May. For all the latest TV news, reviews and interviews, visit thecustardtv.com. There's only one road into Key West, but you won't believe where it can take you. Travel back in time to a city rich with history. Discover amazing artists and musicians. Taste seafood fresh off the boat. Or just kick back and soak up the island vibe. For more about Key West, visit flakeys.com. Key West, close to perfect, far from normal.